It's the moment you've all been waiting for. It's your host. They call him the big dog. They call him Maddie Ice tonight. They call him Maddie Icon. It's Matt Acorn and George Flegel. What's going on, everybody? Big dog ball talk. Of course, it's Matt Ice. With, uh, I like you know, introducing yourself. Right. That's fun. Your name is who? You should always oh, do that. That was our, our PA announcer. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Bradley you know McDougal. Yeah, you're right. Thanks, Brad. Um, Bradley. But as always, yeah, Bradley. You don't know him like that. Well, I mean, I, I think it's been, what, I mean, how long have we been doing this? A few months? Can I not call you Brad, Bradley? I'll, I'll ask him later. Well, it's fine. But uh, not how call you me Brad. <laughs> How's that, it going? Sorry, man. Sorry, that's tough. But <laughs> I have been pushing. I've been talking to him. He's been saying he might start calling you Mr. Late Night. What do you think of that? Yeah. Nice yeah, that works. That's not bad. You can try it out. Jordan, Mr. Late Night, legal. That's sexy, actually. That's nice. Should ask sure. Andy about yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you'd say. <laughs> but, uh, yes. It's better than uh, uh, just being known as the guy who owns the, the creepy rabbit. Uh, for anyone who doesn't this? Yeah, that thing. Yeah, that's that's really nice, man. Uh, thanks for showing. I'm, I'm getting kind of numb to it. It still looks like a Donnie Darko rabbit. Kind Darko of like a figurine. Rabbit. You know that movie? No, I actually haven't. I, well, like, I know the reference. I haven't seen it, though. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't either. I just know the, I just oh. know the rabbit looks. <laughs> we're not a, we're not a, we're not Beautiful. A, we're movie buffs here. Um, yeah. But, but again, welcome to Big Dog Ball Talk. Matt Eichhorn and Jordan Flegel, all jokes aside, uh, here to talk uh, all the biggest things, NBA. Uh, and Flegel, I mean, uh, you know, we, I was referencing, you know, you're Mr. Late Night. I mean, how are things going, man? How are you, how are you working against the grind right now? Yeah, it's going good. Working at uh, like I well, I, I shared before the the grocery store right across the street, literally right right across the street from my house. The place that uh, Drake frequents, which I I realized uh, I bet there's a lot of people who don't believe me. Uh, so I'm gonna post. I've, I've got a video and I've got a photo. I'm gonna post it on Twitter. So watch out for that. You'll see Drake's face in my uh, my place of work. Um, but it's going good. But yeah, I worked the late shift tonight. So we what are we recording? It's 11:33, uh, which is a little bit later than we record. So. Might be a little bit foggy tonight, but we'll we'll do our best. How are you I don't doing? Know. Now? I'm bringing the best, man. I brought my uh, I got a nice uh, coffee going here. I'm wired, man. Oh, you got a coffee? Oh yeah, I'm, wow. I want to be, I want to be good to go, man. I, I we I, I we just want you guys to all know how much we appreciate all you listeners. I mean, whether it's late night, early morning, we're here to get you guys this uh, this goddamn content. So uh, that's true. Let's get right into it. I mean, it's it was one of the biggest stories of the season. We talked about it plenty. It finally happened. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Lance Stevenson made his return to Indiana and wow, 20 points in the first quarter, six minutes. Are you kidding me, Lance? Lance can make him dance. Jordan, what'd you think of the big man's comeback? Man, that was crazy to watch the bench react (laughs) the way it did was so much fun. Uh, Oh my God. I I hope what's he on a 10 day. That's what they did. Sign him for a 10 day. I'm not sure. 10 year max. Well, that's what I'm saying. They got to extend him, even after like the crowd was going insane. Uh, the, his teammates loved it, uh, and uh, he played played out of his mind. Like compared yeah. to you know, uh, you know, considering he's been out of the league. So uh, uh, Indiana needs the energy. I've never, I have that whole through this whole year, I haven't seen Indiana that hyped about anything. So that's a sign. You got to keep that man around. And that's pretty much the the only story from that night, right? Yeah, pretty well. Uh, I mean, he's still strumming the air guitar, so we got uh, got to be uh, pumped about that. One of my favorite celebrations in the NBA. But uh, well, besides Lance making him dance, 
doing all the things we expect and we love. I mean, Kyrie Irving also came back, whatever, uh, dropped a cool 22 <laughs> points. Uh, did kind of what we all expected him to do uh, if he had been there the whole time. Uh, I, I thought he looked yeah. – my biggest takeaway right away was I noticed he was in game shape. He wasn't fatigued. He wasn't slow. He didn't look like he was missing a step. He came in and was immediately an impact guy, looked like a star, killing them in the mid-range, doing the things that Kyrie's known for, you know – He's got the ball on a rope. He's moving it around. He's doing his crossovers. He's playing solid defense too. I mean, he definitely looked like the dominant number two as Harden kind of, you know, again, was a little bit complicit in the the near loss. I mean, they just edged out the Pacers who are very clearly trying to lose games right now. Uh, so, I mean, Jordan, I'm going to pass it over to you real quick. Like what were your immediate takeaways here from Kyrie's debut on the season? Yeah, I, I did think he looked good. And like the, the advanced numbers, say it too like even if, if you put any stock in that like he was plus 16 um which uh you, you know it, you can you can have 22 points and kind of do your thing and wander around but if you're you know if you're not efficient and other reasons you're not gonna have a good plus minus but he, he was fairly efficient he missed both of his threes uh but that's okay he only took two um and you, like you said he was really operating in the mid-range and you know getting in there he had, he had four assists uh he looked pretty pretty well like he belonged like he looked like uh, a, a guy who, who, you know, knows how to play with, with Harden and, and the other guys around him and uh, who really contributed to winning. So like, uh, this is like, like we were talking about when we were mulling over his kind of comeback, like this is good for them because they can use him, but he's still uh, going to be a part-time player. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll see how that looks going forward. But I mean, unless you're going to like go off for some crazy scoring game and, you know, hit a game winner or something, you know, do something really out of the ordinary. This is like the best you can hope for uh, when, when someone like Kyrie comes back and, you know, plays in his first game. So yeah, I I was really impressed with him, honestly. Yeah. And again, like, I think that I wasn't sure what to expect to be honest, because again, Steve Nash came out right away saying that, uh, you know, Kyrie was going to get a a ton of minutes no matter what Uh, they weren't going to have him on any kinds of restrictions, which I mean, kind of probably the best way to go. I know Kyrie's not going to want to sit back and watch on the bench when he finally gets his chance. And I mean, he's a star. Yeah. I mean, him on his off night, still better than most of uh, the bench players in the NBA on the, on their best night. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I mean, I, I, I supported that decision and it, it paid off for them. Cause I mean, going into the third quarter, they were trailing to the Pacers. Yep. Um, so, I mean, and, and Kyrie came up big, hit a couple of nice shots. He was playmaking well for his team. And I mean, Kevin Durant, you can't, like, it, it's a big, it's 39. A big thing. Well, I mean, yeah, he was a, he was an animal of, of course. I mean, he's got, a, yeah. he's up there for the, the MVP race right now for sure. Um, but, but when you look, when you break it down, I mean, it's, it's the chemistry that he has and the relationship he has with Kyrie. I mean, there's a lot of respect uh, and a lot of admiration for each other's games. And uh, I mean, right after the game, I mean, he was going and pumping up his boy during the post game interview. And I mean, yeah. uh, it, it's really nice to see that. Uh, and I think that that might help them out down the line, especially when Kyrie's going to be missing time. If like a, if the leader and the alpha and the pack uh, KD is going to be supporting his guy and helping him out, there's not going to be the, you know, the public backlash that, you know, some other teams uh, like, I mean, Honestly, if this was a LeBron team, LeBron like they LeBron would probably already have traded Kyrie away or yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. or had some kind yeah. of a, a, a sub tweet about him. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it, it's been nice to see that he was uh, you know he was welcome back and everything worked out well for them so far. Uh, again, against the Pacers, wasn't exactly uh, the toughest of the tough competition that they could be facing in the East right now, and there's because there's plenty yeah. of them. Um, so I, I mean, I, I'm I'm interested to see his next uh, his next test. 
see if he can respond and keep playing at this level. But uh, I wanted to run it by you. And I know, I know I'm nitpicking here a little bit, but I mean, <laughs> Harden definitely, I, I kind of mentioned it a little bit as uh, when we got into the segment looked like he was a little bit complicit and he was totally fine with taking that step back. Maybe that was because, you know, Kyrie was coming back. There was so much hype drumming around it, but I, I mean, you're James Harden. You're supposed to be an MVP. Like I don't, I don't get why this keeps happening where he's like, and I guarantee we're going to get the same thing. He's going to get this slump. He's not going to, he, he only scored 18. He's going to come back and start going, uh, Oh yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, cut the bullshit, James admit when you're out of shape, admit when you're not playing well, we got to figure out a way to make these three work. Cause right now, again, we said there's only one ball yeah, and yeah. It, it's just not working. And, and yes, he does. He speaks louder than that. He, he, he played better than what 18 points shows. But if yeah. you're a guy like James Harden playing with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, you should be beating the Pacers by 10 plus, not being single yeah, digit yeah. wins. Yeah. And it's like he only took 12 shots, which like I get it if you, you are trying to kind of defer to, um, you know, Durant and then uh, Durant normally and then Kyrie, especially on this night when he when he comes back. But like, I don't think anyone, no one in the nets, no one around James Harden is telling him to be like less aggressive. Like yeah. no one's saying, yo, bro, you don't have to like score uh, as much as you did in the past. Like the Nets would love it if he took uh, maybe not as many shots as KD, but like close, like KD literally doubled his shot attempts in this game. Um, and you should be closer to like almost even like James Harden's one of the best offensive players we've ever, we've ever seen. Um, and when he's on, he's one of the most you know dangerous offensive weapons uh, mm-hmm. still, even though this whole season, you're right. He has looked out of shape. He hasn't quite looked like himself, but like it's better for the Nets if he is aggressive. So every time he's like, "Oh, I don't really know what to do. Like, I don't know if I should pass or score." It's like score uh, or score and pass, like you've done in the past. Like just do what you did for like ten plus years, um, and the Nets will be like way better. Uh, like I, I think he's kind of overcomplicating things, um, and like it's fine too. I think if when Kyrie plays, he does want to take a little bit of a backseat. Like I'm fine if like the scoring kind of leader goes Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and then James Harden. Like I'm, I'm fine with that. And I think the Nets will be fine with that too. But you know, you, you, you still want the three of them like in w- with 20 points or oh, more, yeah. like on your best night, because there's no one else on this team. Like I, 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 I know we talked about this team being like a juggernaut or whatever. And like, probably like one of the best offensive teams we've ever had, but that's based on those three guys. Mostly like everyone else on this team, like, Nick Claxton, David Duke started for these guys. Like yeah, you have Patty yeah. Mills who can go off every once in a while, but like uh, a, a pretty washed up at this point. Although you know, all respect to him, Lamarcus Aldridge, like all these other guys. Like there's hey, he's no playing other... better than Blake Griffin. He is, he is. Um, and you know, Blake, even Blake, as bad as he's playing, as bad as he's shooting the three, is still getting minutes and is an important player for them. Like they need, they need those three top guys. Like they're three kind of all-time offensive, um, you know, like talented guys mm-hmm. to be those guys if they're going to win. Like the, the roster is just not that good around them. And, you know, that's that's what you get when you make like a super team, especially with three. You saw that with the Miami Heat and all the other, you know, teams since then that have tried this. Like when you have that much salary tied up in your top three guys, it's going to be really hard to fill out the rest of your team. And you need those three guys to perform at a, you know, top tier level if you're going to actually go out and win. So. I mean, yeah, for, for the, the, the James Harden puzzle, like uh, if Kyrie's going to come back and when he plays, he's going to do his thing. It's not going to be, you know, quite as much of an issue, mm-hmm. but especially on those nights when it's just KD and James Harden, like 
just be aggressive, man. Go out and yeah. score as much as you possibly can. No one's going to ma- get mad at you. KD's not going to get mad at you. He's going to hype you up. Like Kevin Durant scores effortlessly. You don't even really need to call that many plays for him or like do, do yeah. too much yeah. offensively. Yeah, just He's just going to do it. Yeah. It, it, it's really, you know, it, it doesn't take any effort at all for him to score, but like, so, you know, you go out and you do your thing, uh, you know, get, get the other guys involved, but also score. That's going to be the best. Um, and for whatever reason, the season he's just struggling doing it. But the Nets are still winning at a really, really high clip. Like, the, the, yep. they're, they're still set up to be that kind of number one team to beat when playoff, come, playoff time comes, like, in the Eastern Conference. But we, we've got to see more from, from James Harden because um, you, you're right. I mean, it's the Pacers. You, you shouldn't be in that close of a game. And defensively, you shouldn't be giving up 121 to the Pacers. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Brooklyn, if if they're going to be, uh, you know, if, if their offense is going to struggle and they're going to, you know, put out a pretty lackluster defense, which, you know, they, they showed last year they can turn it on and get to kind of another gear defensively than you think their personnel would be able to do. But, um, you know, if, if you're – unless your offense is like a world beater, uh, it's going to be hard for the, the, the Nets because they're not that like defensively inclined. Like the three mm-hmm. stars aren't, aren't super strong defenders. Durant at this point has really kind of, uh, you know, become a good defender. Um, but, you know, Harden and, and Kyrie are never going to be that good. So it's all yeah. about offense. And you, we'll, we'll see if they can figure it out. And we'll see how this Kyrie thing plays out too because um, I, maybe by the time like the playoffs come, by, by the time spring comes, like a bunch of restrictions will be li- lifted. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, ho- hopefully we'll, we'll see kind of COVID on the way out and, and then maybe things will be different, but, um, you know, th- that was my big, big takeaway too, in this close game that they need Kyrie, that they need him. And I think they realize that that's why he's back now. I think there was, you know, it's kind of been reported. I don't know if it was officially reported, but that like one of the reasons Kyrie did, uh, you know, end up coming back, uh, even in this kind of part-time capacity is that like. James, James Harden, uh, and more specifically, Kevin Durant, like went to Nets management slash ownership and was like, we actually probably need this guy. I'm playing like fucking 40 minutes a night yeah, uh, just to keep us afloat. So, um, you know, it, it's good that he's back. We'll see, see what happens. Um, but it's kind of, you know, you, you got to take it all with a grain of salt. Like you, you did just barely edge out, uh, you know, the Pacers and, uh, we'll see how much Kyrie can give them and, and how they can work around this kind of part-time player thing. Cause it's, you know, obviously needless, needless to say, never been done before. So we'll see how this experiment goes. Well, and this is my last point, just to talk about the fit that Kyrie Irving, you know, is having on the nets. And again, it's only one game. So we're, we're kind of overreacting, speculating, mm-hmm. but I mean, uh, that's our job. That's what you're here to hear. Um, yeah. But this is my biggest takeaway. And again, I know Harden's been slumping and it makes sense because he's a better playmaker than Kyrie. But why is it that he has to be the number three in the situation? I think he's the clear cut number two. He's much, he's a much better player than Kyrie. And he has been, I probably, if you stack their careers up against each other, besides the first couple of years in OKC, I mean, James Harden is the, the better player. He's the MVP. He probably could have yeah. won two MVPs. He's taken teams by himself to the conference finals. Kyrie's teams went to the conference finals when he was injured. Yeah. I don't get like, like if, if, if James Harden didn't uh, love the strippers so much, then I mean, he'd probably be, uh, he'd probably be the goat. Like uh, it's, I, I, I just, I, I'm really lost at why this is the way that it goes. Like, and he's, but he's just fine with it. And I, I don't, again, I don't know James. I don't know him well. I don't know him personally. <laughs> But I just want to I want to pick his brain and be like, are you lazy? Are you afraid? What is what is the the maybe he needs like a sports psychologist because he should be like fighting with Kevin Durant for a one A one B 
He shouldn't yeah, yeah. be fighting to get a number two role on a yeah. contending team. Like, what the hell? Like, you, this guy was almost he, he was one win away from going to the NBA Finals on a team that was riding on his back. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I just don't know where the hell this is coming from. That he's he's just oh, I'm not able to I'm not able to do it. I'm just going to pass to Kyrie and KD and play no defense and just hope that everything works out. Like James, you got to step up. This is on you. You have Kyrie back. There's no excuses anymore. There's no more wiggle room. This is it. Man, I'm, I'm telling you, it's the same, like, it, I think part of it's like the Westbrook-itis kind of yeah. thing. Where, like, he did it for so long where everything ran through him. Like, everything was, uh, like, bit, well, as soon as he got to Houston, that was the case. There was He was the best player on that team for, I, I, I forget what year he got traded, but it feels like about 10 years, like, yeah, when yeah. he was there. And, Not um, too far off. Like, yeah, like, I, I close to a decade. Um, and, like, I think now it's, yeah, it's partly maybe his ability to do what he used to do is kind of impacted. He is getting up there in age. Like he said, he doesn't, you know, look uh, like he's he's in the best shape. But I think it's just he just doesn't he, – he's just not used to this yet. Uh, but it's weird, too, because he played really well with them last year. Like I thought he yep. found that role really nicely where he was distributing, he was still scoring, um, but, and it didn't seem like too much of a struggle, like sharing it between him and KD. Um, so it's weird that he would, like – it's now kind of dropping back down now this year. Cause it felt like last year he had already figured it out on a certain level. So I don't know, man, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know James that well either, probably a little bit better than you. We've, yeah. we've done you know a few a little projects bit. together, but yeah. You can grow a better but, beard uh, than me. So he probably would rather <laughs> hang out with you. <laughs> True. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but he's got to figure it out because like, I don't, what, when I, what I meant by like, I'm cool with the scoring, uh, averages or scoring like in a game being KD then Kyrie then James is that like I still imagine James Harden scoring a hell of a lot of points and just being a sure. really really focusing on distributing and getting kind of creating those points for Patty Mills and Claxton like Claxton can basically only score off lo- like lobs and James yeah. Harden uh, has shown he's one of the best lob passers when he plays the pick and roll uh, but uh, and you can he, he can get guys like in an offense like that he can get guys like like Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge kind of easy buckets too, but um, he, he needs to score too. And that's, again, we've, we've said this so many times, we're not asking him to do anything crazy. I think a lot of times we build players up or like we build them up on potential. And then we say, you should be doing this mm-hmm. when they haven't actually shown the ability to do that. That's not what we're doing with James Harden. We've seen him do the thing that we're asking him to do. That's why everyone was so high on the nets because all we needed was for those three guys to just do what we've seen them do before and they were going to be, uh, especially when you look at what they can do offensively and how they can, you know, score in close games and stuff, they were going to be pretty unbeatable, uh, no matter yeah. what their offense looked like. But we just haven't seen that. And I think, like, you know, it, it, I know it takes a while for the quote-unquote super teams to come together and whatnot, but when they all played together last year, they looked in every, you know, at every sort of instant, they looked better than they did this year. Maybe having Kyrie on the floor, like another guy to take even more pressure off James, can really free him up to, you know, attack when the defense is rotating out of position, get back to the free throw line where he makes his money and, you know, hit those step back threes again and that sort of thing. So we'll see, but he's definitely got to pick it up uh, if if the Nets want to be good because there's other good Eastern Conference teams, really good. Like, I don't know. I'm not convinced with the way Brooklyn has performed this season they can beat Milwaukee. Uh, And like, uh, and even like a team like the fucking Bulls, we talked about them and the Heat are, you know, are coming on once they get everybody back and, um, it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a cakewalk. You, you, you need your three guys to, to Sixers are peaking at the right time too. 
Sixers are coming on, and uh, you know the Raptors. We'll get to them. I think they're a real uh, you know threat to take <laughs> off the conference. I, I wish I wish that was true, but uh, uh, yeah. Well, it's it's just it, it's frustrating, and you know it's we're, we're going to keep talking about them. They have the most star power basically in the league. You know they're they're always going to be a hot topic, but uh, James Harden's got to figure it out for sure because Katie's doing his thing. Katie is living up to to all the hype, all the sort of promise um, of you know is basically his first full season well, I guess last year was but you know um his 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 first kind of season back at that sure. sort of top of uh the league um in terms of you know who we talk about as the best player like he's doing his thing he just mm. needs a little bit more help from from his other two guys and so we'll see if they can give it to him but um you know it, good outing by Kyrie though I I think we we, we got to give him his props where it's due we've criticized in the past but that was a good return I think Sure. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Solid, solid return. I'd say it's like a nice B plus. Uh, mm-hmm. But even, you know, with, with only playing one game, uh, they released the first tallies of the all-star betting or all-star betting, all-star voting. Uh, Kyrie Irving, six in the Eastern Conference regards. Uh, number two, James Harden. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Durant, number uh, he was number two, just behind Steph Curry, uh, the top two vote getters uh, right now. Uh, if uh, you know things were to end this way, and uh, the coaches, the other fifty percent, because again, for those who don't know, it's fifty percent fan vote, fifty percent coaches, uh, and uh, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Paul George, Steph Curry, and Luka Doncic would be the West All Stars, and Kevin Durant, Giannis, Joel Embiid, Demar Derozan, and James Harden would be the Eastern Conference uh, starters. My biggest takeaway is I still absolutely fucking hate the NBA all-star voting system because people do this dumb shit every time. I'm sorry for cussing. Watch my profanity. But why? Like, tell me why Kyrie Irving, who hadn't played a single game up until that point, has over 150,000 more votes than Fred Van Vliet. Tell me why Clay Thompson. No, no, no. Legal. Why does Clay Thompson have 367,000 votes? Donovan Mitchell has 217. How does that make any sense? Donovan Mitchell is one of the best guards on one of the best teams in the league. You tell me he has 150,000 less votes. This is ridiculous. Like people get their heads over their ass. I mean, Hey, silver lining. I always got to find silver lining in these things. Andrew Wiggins. Number four in the front court. I told you. I told Flegel this off camera. Wiggins is going to make the All-Star game this year, and you're going to have to love it. And I'm going to get the All-Star jersey. I'm going to look sick. It's going to be in the Cleveland colors. It's going to be great, man. you got to love it. Man, I I don't know, because right behind him is Draymond. He's got like like 200,000 less around there or something, maybe closer to three, but – uh, you know, he's not going to get in by the fan, but vote, I doubt, yeah, unless yeah. there's some crazy things. And I think, I think, uh, Draymond, if it was up to the coaches or whatever, and they're going to put a second Golden State Warrior, I think Draymond would get in over Andrew. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's oh, close, we'll though. We'll but we can make it's all in the fan vote, vote man. Like, uh, we, we, we just got to get the Canadians kind of motivated uh, to get out there and vote. But yeah, I mean, this, this system is so, like, I don't know how to feel because thank God they like changed to- it. Because it used to be the hundred oh, percent sure. fan vote, and then Zaza Pachulia was like a thousand <laughs> votes away from starting an all-star game. I know, I know. Thanks it's, to the, it's, the nation, the great nation of Georgia. Look, there, there's too many trolls out there. Okay, like it, 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 it doesn't work. Uh, we like, I know sometimes, like sometimes there are players who don't necessarily deserve to start, but who you want to start in an all-star game because they're really exciting. Sure. Like, 
Vince Carter was always the example of that. There were more talented shooting guards and kind of small forward swing guys in the league. We wanted Vince in the all-star game because he was going to do a crazy dunk off the backboard. And like, he's, it's going to be more fun than, you know, uh, even sometimes later Kobe in his career. Like I'd, I'd want to see Vince uh, over him or like players like that, even though those sure. are made it better. But like, once you get like, there should only be like a couple of those. And then otherwise it really shouldn't be up to the fans. The fans don't know anything like yeah. to, to have Clay Thompson in fourth uh, for guards uh, in the West is hilarious. Um, and, you know, even James Harden as high as he is, is kind of crazy. Uh, even though I do think he deserves to be an all-star this year, that's mm-hmm. just kind of by default. Like I, I, I think if we were judging him more harshly based on like what the numbers he normally puts up, uh, he, he wouldn't get as much play, but like, Fred Van Vliet, like you said, and we talked about him last podcast, he, he, he should be higher than Tyler Hero, I think. Definitely than Derrick Rose. Yeah, I mean, Derrick, Derrick Rose, Rose is 100,000 more than another, him. What the hell is that? <laughs> Derrick Rose, another like fan favorite. So like I get it. I get why people vote the way that they do, but it shouldn't be taken seriously. So I, I don't know what, what the league's going to do. Uh, like I said, I, I, I don't think it should be completely like abolished. Like the fan vote should count for something, but it should be the least important p- part of this because – too much room for error uh, in the fan voting. Like Carmelo Anthony is in the yeah. top 10 of the Western <laughs> conference front. Like if he makes the all-star game, I'm quitting this podcast. I, I'm not, uh, I, I can't do it. Um, and yeah, I, I will uh, job, I'll, I'll write that down. Yeah. Um, and Russell Westbrook has, has votes too. I mean, I, I get that he, he has his fans and LaMarcus eh. Aldridge, LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah. That LaMarcus I thought was insane. Aldridge is in the top 10 of front Eastern conference front court all-stars. Uh, More than is, Nikola Vucevic. Which is it, uh, unbelievable. Like, so, some of these just, yeah, really made me gasp. Um, and, you know, so, for, for the most part, it's not the most egregious thing. There's no one in, like, no one in, like, the top three spots that you're like, oh, no, no that doesn't yeah. make sense. Like, I'm, I'm glad John Morant's getting his love uh, this year because he, he's really, you know, rose to prominence. And I'm glad yeah. that kind of, you know, re- is reflected in the fan voting here. But, yeah, you see some of the crazy names, um, and it, it really kind of makes the whole exercise a little bit ridiculous. But um, and I, I'm really glad to see Demar though. Uh, well, you know, yeah, leading, I was about to say leading an all-star guards, though he never really plays at guard. So I didn't understand how uh, he's. I, I guess you can vote for him for as a guard or a forward. Is that how they do it? So the way that it works, as far as I recall, and this is uh, something I remember hearing a couple of years ago. Um, the way that it works is uh, the, the players get to declare whether they want to be oh, or as a guard or as a front court. But uh, I actually had an interaction with uh, someone on Twitter today and uh, we were, we were talking to someone who had some DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. 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 Me and Debo. Uh, but we were, uh, they were having a, we were having a discussion on Twitter. The, the guy had said like, how is DeRozan a guard? Like, it's all great that he's got, you know, over a million, like almost a million and a half votes, but yeah. why is he a guard? He's been playing three and four all season. But then, yeah. uh, and I said the same thing. I, I told him, you know, I'm pretty sure it's the, you know, the, the rule is that the, he gets to decide. So he probably said he's a guard. But apparently, uh, I heard from a Bulls fan. So again, like I, I, I watched the Bulls, but uh, I, I'm not uh, a diehard, obviously. Uh, yeah. I had a Bulls fan come to me and uh, they said they replied and they said, well, actually, it's because uh, even when he plays, like him and Lonzo and Levine, all when they're announced in the starting five, are announced as guards. So technically, oh. Like he's not like they don't they roll with three guards because because they, they they're they're playing positionless basketball they're using their big brains sure, out sure, here sure. they're not they're not looking at him they're not locking him into one position so they're still putting him as a guard so technically 
the uh, the Bulls don't run a small forward. They run two shooting right, guards, yeah, yeah, yeah. a point guard, a power forward center. So yeah, that's kind of how they get away with this. But honestly, yeah, I I don't think I would ever be in, live in a world where Demar Derozan would be the number like the clear cut number one in yeah. All Star voting for a conference. That's insane. Yeah, I thought those days, if that was going to happen, it was long gone. Um, and uh, again, I'm telling you, man, it's it's the it's the bias, the Canadian bias. Like I I, mm-hmm. I think uh, like if you're if you're you play for the Raptors, you're gonna have a harder time getting you know fan vote. And you know I'm, I'm not making it some big conspiracy th- conspiracy. Right, pe- thing people that- are trying to make it one. Well, I, I know, and you know it's fun to sort of dabble in it. You know, m- maybe there's a little bit there, but obviously, like if if you have the whole of the United States, uh, they're probably not going to watch or kind of uh, be as invested in the Raptors uh, as other U.S.-based teams. So, you know, mm-hmm. I get it; it's fine. Uh, we've got a Raptor in the top ten. I'm happy about it. But um, you know, where is uh, Pascal uh, in the sort of top ten for the front court? I know he hasn't played too much this year, but I think he maybe on the next returns this team up there because in terms of talent and especially the way he's played, and we're going to get to the Raptors in this, uh, this podcast a little bit later on. And maybe when the next ballots come back, uh, we'll see Pascal break into that top 10. I know it's going to be hard because uh, the games played aren't on his side, but I think talent wise, when you look at the other guys on this list, like uh, Vucevic hasn't had the best year. Obviously we talked about LaMarcus, uh, shouldn't mm. be on there at all. And Bam uh, has missed a bunch of time. I know he had a good start to the year, but um, you know he he's a guy who's missed a lot of time too. So yeah. we'll see if Pascal can play his way into this conversation. Um, obviously, no one gets an award finishing in the top ten of you know All Star voting. I, I doubt um, Siakam is going to make it all the way to the All Star team, though. Uh, like I said, we'll talk about the Raptors uh, in a little bit here, and they're they're really on fire right now. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we've got one rapper, we've got Fred on there. Um, and I'm hoping, uh, like we talked about last week, the, the coaches, um, and you know, the other ways of getting people on the team, he'll get more love that way. Uh, cause I, I think he definitely deserves it. Like I, after mm-hmm. we talked about it, I kind of looked at it more sort of in depth. Um, and I think, I think Fred does deserve a spot, especially if the rappers are going to say, like I said, they're in seventh right now, I believe, uh, after a few, uh, good wins in a row here. Um, you know, if they're going to stay in the playoff picture, I think Fred deserves it. So we got to get him there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I mean, before we move on here, I just want to point out, uh, I mean, Cleveland fans, it's your all-star game. You definitely are going to get probably one between probably Darius Garland. He'll probably end up making it as a reserve. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he he's clocking well, in at maybe, number nine. Maybe Allen, maybe Allen. Well, and it's the thing. He's, he's number six. He's number yep. six in the Eastern front court voting, which I was surprised about. And maybe again, I, I know people don't really like when rookies get in, or at least it doesn't seem like people like it. And I, I was skeptical about it too. I'm big on like, why can't Evan Mobley be uh, an all-star yeah. this year from the cast? Yeah, I, I mean, if it's yeah. not Garland, it's gotta be Mobley. I would say he's more important to them than, uh, than Allen. I mean, Allen does a lot of the dirty work. I mean, he's 17 and 10. I got some blocks. Like he's again, big dog of the month award winner. She, you kidding me? He's a stud. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I, if you're from Cleveland, if you're in that area, you know, Akron, Ohio, uh, since Cincinnati, you're in Ohio. I mean, it's not Cleveland, but I mean, Ohio represent uh, you all got to get out there, hit the polls, get uh, get your boys in there. I mean, uh, it's a, it's kind of weird. I don't really like that. The colors are, you know, the whatever they call it, rum and gold. Uh, I think that's what they call yeah. the, their, their brand of burgundy. Uh, yeah. But I mean, uh, it, it's they got to get some guys out there. It's always depressing when a, a home team doesn't have any all stars. Like I think last, know, year, last yeah. the, the last one was uh, in Indiana, if I'm remembering right. And I think Sabonis did make it. So it's, it's always nice. When yeah. Someone... 
Like, can you imagine if Lowry uh, didn't make the uh, the All Star game uh, when he was in Toronto? Would have been embarrassing. Would have been horrible. Uh, and I, I remember that All Star game. That's uh, that's when I spoke to Demarcus Aldridge. About, yeah, Demar- Demarcus Aldridge. Demarcus Lo- Aldridge. Wait, what the Demarcus Cousins? <laughs> There's so many Demarcuses and Lamar. Demarcus Cousins uh, uh, about our famous uh, bet. Anyway, yeah, yeah that. I remember that all-star game because it was fucking so cold and I stood in so many lines in the fucking blistering Toronto cold trying to get like autographs and shit. Um, I saw one other player. It was, I, oh, I, Damari Carroll. <laughs> so, wow, wow, what a star. Yeah, what a big, uh, yeah, what a, what what a star. star. Anyway. The but, LeBron uh, yeah. topper himself. Yeah, you're right, you're right. He, uh, no one did it better. But yeah, of- Cleveland's got Cleveland's got to get somebody in yeah. there. And yeah, the, between those three guys, it, it is, really is kind of close. Like, Mobley, I think, has a lot of impact, but he's only averaging 15 per game. Uh, Jared Allen's got a double-double, and uh, Garland's obviously up at 20. So we'll see. But there's got to be one of them. They deserve it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and again, yeah, you uh, you brought it up. I mean, Damari Carroll, a Raptors legend. So we might as well talk about the Raptors. The Let's North go. is coming, everybody. I mean, if you aren't on it now, you better get ready because, I mean, the team's just getting better. The chemistry's brewing. The starting five looks like an all-defensive team. I mean, obviously – Again, the homerism is going to be coming out. Um, not not the whole time. Don't worry. I, I mean, at least on my side, and I'm sure for Eagle, we've got our uh, our things to pick apart on them. Uh, for probably more, yeah. I, I would say I'm more harsh against the Raptors when I watch them than any other team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think I would say that about me too. Like when I watch, I I think that I yell, "Why the hell are you jumping?" Uh, at least conservatively, like 25 times a quarter. <laughs> because anytime I see them jump on a pump fake, I lose my mind. I know Nick yeah, Nurse you, is telling you them hate to do that. that. I know that he's telling them to do that. Yeah. Probably some, every... some statistical and some analytics that I don't get. It's better to, to just jump every time. I don't know. In my mind, that doesn't work. Um, and, and it doesn't work. So in general, though, I mean, the, the Raptors, they're, they're hot right now, riding a, a nice win streak here. Uh, coming off of a night, uh, a big win against the Bucks, obviously uh, without Giannis, but four in a row, uh, they're yeah. looking, they're looking strong. And I mean, they could be, they're right behind Cleveland and obviously Cleveland, you know, dealing with some, uh, a little bit of injuries there still two and yeah. a half games away. Um, but I mean, they could easily pass Cleveland here and they could even get close to the, that top five of the upper echelon of the East with, you know, the bulls, the nets, uh, the heat and the Sixers. Uh, yeah. And uh, it, it's, it's totally possible. And they're riding high on the defense. And of course, Pascal Siakam and Freddie Van Vliet are looking like the one and two that we need. And Fred Van Vliet's the one, Siakam's the two. But I mean, even in that that uh, that Bucks game, Pascal's dropping 33. Fred Van Vliet doesn't have the best game of his life. But I mean, the guy was dropping 30 plus for four straight games or something crazy. I mean, yeah, I, I've been ecstatic to see them rebound because i mean they faced a lot of adversity so far this year tons and tons of covid i mean at one point they had i think 11 regular roster players uh on health and safety protocols uh and, and they were able to claw their way back into the position they're in right now uh and, and again I, I even said it last year when they were really shit uh I, nobody wants <laughs> to play them even at full health no. i mean i don't think the bucks want to face them like the the bucks could beat them like i, I think the raptors are just going to be a tough out and that's the yeah. reality of the situation as much as I love them. And I love this team. Like, you know, and, I, and every real Raptors fan, their favorite teams are the teams that are just gritty. They fight hard. They may not be the best team skill wise, but they always fight and they overperform. And this is one of those teams where I can really buy into them and really have a lot of heart and love for them. Uh, but it, they just got to show a little bit more technical skill here and there. But again, <laughs> yeah. that's going to come uh, as, as the season goes. Cause again, they're, they're a young team, but 
Yeah, it's when 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 you look if Giannis plays that game, they don't win. Uh, no, no, for sure. And I I think like I I I think the ceiling. I think you're right that they can catch kind of the get into that just below that group, like between the Bulls, the Nets, the Bucks, and the Heat. After that, like I could see them catching the the Cavs and also the Sixers. Like the Sixers, uh, I think uh, if if Embiid, uh, especially if he misses some time or you know they they go through some struggles, like. I think the Raptors are prime now with everybody back and playing well to, to climb up in the standings a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, definitely they're not going to beat the top tier teams uh, in the league. And they're, they're not real contenders uh, as much as, you know, I, I'd love to see them, um, you know, get there this year. They're just not, but uh, you know, when the, the way I've seen them play the last like week and a bit, and it's four game win streak, I could actually see them winning a first round series, depending on what the matchup is. I yeah. couldn't see them winning a second round series, um, I think there's the, the top teams in the East are too good, but that Pascal Siakam is actually back to playing the way we sort of envisioned the rest of his career going center Siakam, um, baby. And like he, he's, he's, he's back to kind of doing his spins, but they're actually working, you know, he's, he's yeah. scoring from different, different ways. And, um, and like him and, uh, Fred Van Fleet, uh, and, and OG, like you, you think about like a, having a nice combo, like a, a good young combo, like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's obviously like the one that most people talk about, but like, it's good to have a good young or at least sort of young, like Fred, Fred and, and Pascal are 27. Yeah. Say, they're they're on there. the right side of 30. For, for sure. Like they, they should be right in the middle of their prime. Um, and, you know, we'll still be in that prime for at least, you know, the next two or three years, mm-hmm. um, you know, at least, um, and then you have uh, OG in there too. All of them around 20 points. Like, I, I don't know, like who would, who would you rather have? Would you rather have like a, a couple guys who are in that 25 point range or three different guys who on any night can give you 20 to 25, sometimes closer to 30. Like they have kind of like this three headed monster. Um, and then you've got Gary Trent Jr. Coming in hitting threes and you've got Scotty Barnes, who is sort of growing, uh, you know, in every game and adding new things mm. to, to this game, new facets, still a hell of a defender. And, and you, you hit the nail on the head about the, the defense too. Like they're just these rangy players that can switch anything that almost play positionless. Like, yeah, Pascal's technically playing the center, but you know, Scotty Barnes plays anywhere from like that freaking three up to center on any given night. Yeah. The OG can even play center sometimes. Like they've just got uh, kind of positionless guys. Um, and then, you know, Fred, who, who's the leader, the heart and soul kind of uh, like you mentioned last podcast, when we, we talked about him kind of taking over that mantle from, from Kyle Lowry and, really knows how to do it. Like he watched, watched Kyle do it all those years. And um, you know, they, they just need, if, if I was going to feel really confident about my take about them winning a first round series, I, they maybe need to shore up their, their center spot. Like yeah, the trade yeah. for a fucking miles Turner. I, you know, that's, that's my, my ideal guy um, who's, who's actually on the trading block. And, you know, you, you've got other kind of young big men like Achua and um, you know, other guys. Uh, floating he looks around. bad, man. He does look bad. He, he does. He, he does things every <laughs> he once He can't in a while. hit a layup to save his damn life right now, man. He, he, he'll he get the putback. He'll get the but putback. He'll get the offensive rebound. Maybe he'll kick it out to a three, and it'll all work out. But, man, that guy goes on a fucking journey every time he takes it to the rim right now. He's still wrong. I, I get it. He's I get it. So I get it. I'm being he, a pessimist. But, man, yeah, yeah. you got to finish those precious moments. Uh, I know, and it's true. And, like, I, I look at this team, and because I, I knew this would happen uh, if uh, it, it played out the way it has, which is that – uh, Gordon Dragic just is not playing. I, I think there was a video the other day of him practicing at the heat facility. Yeah. Like he was yeah. up threes. I'm like, what? He's f- pretty much on the heat. 
I know, but it's it's, it's really it's really frustrating. I, I'm I'm honestly, as a fan, really fucking ticked off at this fucking asshole. But how good would they be if he was like actually in there contributing, mm-hmm. like another guard? Like well, that's what we need. And that's what I'm saying. And I'm like, what, what, what the hell more do you want, man? Like this team is actually good. Like mm-hmm. you're from Slovenia. It's not like you're from the Southern U S and you like, can't take uh, living in cold, cold Canada. Like you can, you can do this. Uh, yeah. it's, it's not, uh, you know, too, go, too go, out of the ordinary for you. Like he goes from Arizona to Miami. Maybe he's forgotten his ways. Maybe he's, uh, he's just so. a little, he's, he's, uh, he's too warm blooded these days. I, I think so. I, th- I think that's the issue. Um, and you know, so yeah, the, the way he's acting, screw him, but I I'm, I'm, and I'm so pissed that I hope they don't just fucking buy him out. I hope they actually get uh, someone to, to bite and, and trade for him. Uh, the one that I always thought made sense was uh, Dwight Powell from the Mavs, uh, you know, get him mm. over there to play with Luca, uh, you know, get Dragic over there to play with Luca and, and, and Dwight Powell can, can come home. He's a Canadian boy and would really shore up the, the center spot for the Raptors. I think that makes a lot of sense, but and he's a Stanford yeah, man, Stanford man. Very, very smart. Um, and you know, I, the, the, the math works, but the, the Mavs just seem to really, really like him. And you know, it, it makes sense. He's, he's a really important piece for them. Um, yeah. but it, it, I think it's all about the center spot. I think like I look around unless, you know, I, unless I was sort of looking at the Raptors and judging them as like a contender, they'd need to upgrade in a lot of spots, but for what they are, I think center is the only upgrade they really need. Like they've, 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 they've got the, the, the guards covered, you know, they, they just signed Gary Trent to that, you know, uh, extension. They've got Fred, Fred Van Vliet under contract and obviously OG Scotty and Pascal are holding down kind of the mid, mid sort of uh, court into the front court. It's just a center that they could really use. Uh, yeah. So I'd love to see them go get one. And uh, if, if uh, you know, they can shore that up, uh, they, they've actually got some depth. Like um, right now their depth, uh, isn't great. I think they've got one of the worst benches technically in the NBA. Nick Nurse really, really yeah. rides his starters anyway, so it doesn't uh, you know matter too too much. But uh, you know, some uh, another center or some added depth somewhere would be nice. But again, I'm I'm, I'm nitpicking. I, I should be happy, and I am to to watch these guys actually go out and win, and you know, see Siakam back in in, in top form and Fred doing his thing, and uh, it's it's a great time to be a Raptors fan for sure. We'll oh, see how high they can get. Hundred percent. Especially after a lot, like everything's working out very well. I mean, as, as we talked yeah. about the bandwagon fan base, they can they can rest their case uh-huh. now because you know they had one bad year, and now they can go back to bandwagoning a team that's actually looking <laughs> like they could, uh, you know, make some noise in the playoffs, or you know, they can match up with the Nets and give them the the toughest five game series they've ever had in their lives. Yeah, true. Uh, true. But one one thing I, I do want to ask you, you know, we're talking about the lineups before we move on. That's just something curious. Curious, I have. I would have. I would. I, this is something I would talk to you off camera, or off the the podcast about too. So if they did, let's say, get a new starting center, obviously the starting five that they run with right now, Siakam at the five would probably be what they use to close games out. But who, who would move to the bench? Cause I don't, it would obviously, I don't like would be Freddie. It wouldn't be Pascal. So then it's, I, I, I just find it hard to believe that, you know, I don't think Gary Trent would either. Cause they need like the, the extra floor stretcher. Then it's yeah. like would OG or it'd be Scotty. Like who? Because I don't think oh, they would make OG come off the bench. But then like Scotty, you know, you kind of like you need to get him his minutes. And like, but he could be like a good super sub. I don't know. It's it's just. Yeah, I think you mean Scotty. I think it's Scotty. I think it's Scotty. Yeah, it's Cause, it's a, cause it's a lot think... of moving pieces. But I mean, again, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, yeah, because then you would actually have someone off your bench who can uh, come into the game yeah. and give you some energy. Um, and you know come in and, and do his thing, especially against uh, if, if he's going to be playing mostly against other teams, second units, that's when he can really 
uh, you know, show what he can do and, and, you know, get out there and, and develop a little bit uh, as, as he's doing right now. But um, I, I think it would be a, a very nice addition to a bench that's yeah been, been pretty lackluster and, and not great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you, yeah, you get, you get another center out there and you're right. Uh, if, if you want to, you still have the option to, to go small, use that lineup most of the game. I mean, um, Scotty Barnes, even though, you know, he's, he's a lottery pick, he, he's not, doesn't strike me as a guy who's you know, going to uh, pull a Carmelo and, you know, laugh yeah. off the idea of being told he's going to be, you know, coming off the bench. I think he'd be just as happy to do that. And I, I honestly don't think his minutes totals would even be impacted all no. that much. I think it, I think it would just be nice to get like a, a, you know, a good quality starting center who can actually fucking catch the ball and, and, and finish um, <laughs> yeah. and can provide some rim protection. Um, because I, I think that would, that would really help them. And I, I want to manifest it, man. Miles Turner, you're not happy. You, you said it, come on. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, it, what it's going to take. Um, I'm, I'm sure the Raptors, you know, are, are on the phones making things happen, but, uh, I, I think he'd be such a good fit defensively with this team, being able to stretch the floor. Um, I, I just think, you know, there, there might be other packages out there who could outcompete what the Raptors can offer. But, uh, I, if, if I was, if I, you know, if I was the Raptors, I, I'd be aggressive tra- trying to get him. So I, I just think he's the perfect fit. And, and to move on, uh, and then you'd have to love him. I've said this before. You'd, you'd have to like him. Yeah. You'd yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll try my best to, um, but moving on, you know, we have, uh, we're, we're talking, this is like kind of a, a cat, a cup half full cup, half empty, a little bit of a sweet, a little bit of sour, yeah. uh, the warriors right now, life, uh, the league leaders, uh, are, I guess technically the best team in basketball. I still, again, you, everybody knows that listens to this podcast that, you know, we're not a hundred percent body into them, even though they've demonstrated that they're, they're an absolute wagon. I mean, they're definitely contenders at this point. Um, but, uh, the golden state warriors, uh, they just lost to the, uh, the streaking Mavericks, uh, but they had the, and the Suns won and the Suns won. So the Suns are actually top of the league right now. True. Man. True. On. There you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm uneducated. Um, but, uh, I mean the Mavericks, they had to win to the Dirk Nowitzki, uh, Nowitzki, yeah. pardon me, uh, tribute night. I didn't really like that. There's three balls. It should just be the ball in his hand. What I don't like the that. hell was that? That yeah. looks so stupid. Someone Mark Cuban, that. Someone will change it. It'll be all right. They'll change it. They won't keep that. I, I really hope they don't, at least. Um, it looks like shit. But in that game, uh, Steph Curry, who's having a good game, you know, he ends up going out with a quad injury. Uh, they, they said it's not going to be serious, but he will miss a little bit of time here. Um, so Steph's going to be out. But, and, and again, you guys will know this when you're listening to this, likely, uh, whether or not it's happening. Clay Thompson may be returning this coming weekend. Uh, yeah. It hasn't been officially named yet, but it kind of sounds like it. everything from I've heard from all these camps. It sounds optimistic. It sounds like clay should be on his way back. And I mean, without Steph, it definitely won't feel right. And I think it'll be a lot more difficult for clay. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, who cares? Clay Thompson back on the court over it's been, it's been over two years. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. Like, I mean, I, he's, he's a great guy, a great player. I mean, uh, Jordan, I mean, obviously Curry going down is going to definitely affect the uh the warriors going forward but if they can get clay back you know how do you think this is going to balance out yeah i mean they've obviously been waiting for this uh you know for so long and we we all see the videos of you know clay hitting what what did he hit the other day there's a video he hit like 27 straight threes or something Something like like that that, yeah something uh, i do just daily but i mean clay does it i guess (laughs) but uh like you know he's gonna provide such a boost for them uh again like they don't need they're, they're the best one of the like you said one of the best teams in basketball if not the best they don't really need him uh offensively or defensively to win games which is probably the best news 
um, you know, or, or the best situation for him to come back in because there's no pressure on him to really do much. He can take yeah. his time, hit his shots, get his legs back under him. Um, and uh, I, I'm, I'm hearing this take kind of floated around. I, I think we've mentioned it before, um, but like down the line when things, you know, it gets to the nitty gritty of, you know, playoff basketball and the warrior ceiling, I think he, he's going to be more useful uh, or he's going to show his value more on the defensive end actually than even offensively. Like we know he's going to hit his open shots, but they have other contributors now uh, like Wiggins and like pool. Who's likely, you know, he, he pool's going to move to the bench um, yeah. and, you know, be, be a really you know good sub for them, but they have other offensive weapons uh, that they can go to now, especially when Steph is on. Um, that they don't need him as much where I think where they could need him uh, a lot is kind of picking up that slack that doing a, the sort of uh, high level NBA defending against wings that Wiggins and Poole can't do. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, I think it's a really good situation uh, for him to just kind of ease his way back into it. Um, and, you know, you, you're right. I, I hope when he comes back, Steph's able to play. Uh, Steph didn't play tonight. Uh, that's what's tonight, Thursday night, technically. Um he, uh, he he sat the game out, and the, the yeah. Pelicans, your Pelicans, beat the Warriors. Uh, who would have thunk? Oh, I I knew it. They're going to make the playoffs, of course. Um, so I mean, of course, the Pelicans are going to win that game. <laughs> but uh, you know, fr- from all from all sort of from the sound of it, it doesn't look like it's going to be uh, something that keeps Steph sidelined for that long. So hopefully, mm-hmm. they can you know when when Clay comes back, Steph can play, and uh, you know it's it's not too serious of an injury, and we can see what this team looks like because. Um, we've both said we, we the, the bandwagon has come and, and kind of gone. We still kept our eye on it. We, we still know where it is. It, it, it just depends, you know, for, if we're going to jump on this warriors train, uh, how good clay looks at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. And then maybe I'm ready to talk about, you know, the warriors as the contenders, the whatever, whatever. Um, but until I see what he looks like, I, I think they would just come up a little bit short, but if he comes back and is himself, I mean, we just saw Kevin Durant come off two of the worst injuries you could possibly have and is now probably playing the best basketball of his yep. career. Let's not put it out of the realm of possibility that Clay can come back and be just as good as he was when he left. Like he's, he, uh, if we're going to talk about like hard work and determination and the willingness to work on your game. He's the best in the business. Like there's no one in the league who works harder than him and, you know, wants to contribute to team success. So, uh, you know, if we get that clay back, then yeah, I think the Warriors are going to be, a tough out for, for anyone to deal with, including the best teams in the West, like the Suns and even the Bucks, uh, you know, the, the, the best in the Eastern conference, like that is a hell of a team to add like a, mm-hmm. a healthy perennial all-star Clay Thompson to a team that's already, uh, you know, having no trouble uh, at the top of the league right now, that that's scary. So we'll see. I'm optimistic that we can see that because I think that'd be the most fun to see the Warriors sort of back, uh, the best backcourt in NBA history back doing its thing. Yep. It would be great for the sport. Well, I'm, I'm going to swagger Jackie a little bit uh, with your bandwagon analogies. I think right now the bandwagon, it. it's, it, we're, we're looking over the horizon. Well, what is that? What is that? <laughs> oh, it's coming right for us. Oh my God. It's coming oh, full steam ahead. It's the Warriors bandwagon. I thought it was gone for good. No, it's back. Uh, and Wiggins is at the helm. Uh, <laughs> he's out of control. He's got yeah, soon to be all star <laughs> Wiggins. He's got all the ponies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he, he's he's the conductor of uh, of this train slash uh, wagon that we're we're thinking of uh, here. But I, I hope that that paints the picture for everybody. But yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think you know modern sports medicine uh, is truly uh, miraculous these days. Guys are coming yeah. back from 
insane injuries. Like I, I know this isn't uh, basketball related, but this is always one that stuck out to me. Uh, you know, in the NFL, uh, to attack of Iloa, the quarterback of the dolphins, uh, he had a, a yeah. hip injury, uh, in uh, his college career that uh, was actually the exact same hip injury that ended Bo Jackson's career. And he was able to play a couple months later. Uh, oh, so it's, it's pretty interesting, uh, you know, yeah. how things have, have advanced. And I mean, that's, that's a good thing. So I, I was actually, I was talking about uh, with, with some people in general is uh, about Clay's return. Uh, and I mean, yeah. everybody's excited for it. Everyone wants to see the splash brothers back. that was one of the most oh, yeah. exciting eras of basketball. I mean, the warriors dynasty, I mean, it's, it's going to be talked about uh, forever. It's always going to be synonymous with the game. It, it changed the game of basketball. Uh, yeah. Like it, it really did. Uh, as people say, it changed the NBA for the better. And it uh, made it change pickup basketball for the worst. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the, and, and it's true, but I mean, the, really the only thing with clay uh that we have to you know monitor i would think like the, the jumper is going to be there i'm not worried yeah. about that at all like he's clutch yeah. he's not going to be worried about he's he might feel a little bit of the jitters but i think he's going to go out there he's going to be a killer the only thing i would like to analyze because clay was very i mean people knew it but such an underrated defender one of the best defensive guards in the league yep. uh when he was uh you know when he was active but you know, after those injuries, we'll have to see how much of a step he's lost. You know, that first yeah, yeah, step exactly. might not be quite as ex- uh, explosive as it used to be. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not expecting him to be going down and throwing windmills uh, or anything. Uh, but, you know, I want to see make sure he's able to still stay in front of guys because that's going to be huge because right now they don't really like Wiggins plays solid defense. Jordan Poole, though, not kind of a below average defender. Good hustle guy. Yeah. Great, great, uh, great effort, but just doesn't have that exact skill set. Uh, so, I mean, if you can put clay in there instead of pool and have pool come off the bench and just start shooting threes with the second, yeah. unit, I mean, I think that's a perfect situation for them. Uh, and, and again, as we said, the league is wide open and they've won and they don't know that they win the title yeah. when clay Thompson was there as the, the number two scoring option. Uh, but they, they, they dominated the league. I think we had yeah. something like 67 wins that year. The, the year they won in 20, uh, 2015. Yeah, so they did. And, and, and and then say, and then 73 and nine the next year. So it's, uh, it, it's insane. And like, and it's, it's definitely like, in the realm of possibility that they could go to the finals this year. Where if clay comes back and he's kind of the clay that we all know and love. I mean, yeah. And, and even just think about like their, their, their first three positions that they, they threw out on the court in, in 2015 and 2016, the, the greatest regular season uh, team of all time. It was uh, the splash brothers. And then Harrison Barnes back then, Andrew mm-hmm. Wiggins is doing a pretty good Harrison Barnes uh, impression. Like he's sure. basically doing what Harrison Barnes did, if not a little bit better. Like I think Wiggins has kind of a higher level scoring potential game to game. I think Harrison Barnes was kind of more consistent. You could count on what he brought every game. And he but was young think, too at the time, right? Just coming out of UNC. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And he, he wasn't, you know, the most proven guy, but he played his role re- really well, hit the corner threes, you know, was able to attack the basket, but that's exactly what they're getting Wiggins to do. Um, and, you know, they, they, back then, I think it was kind of underrated the guys that they did have coming off the bench. They obviously had Iggy who was, uh, you know, they still have now, but is at an advanced age. He's not going to be the same, uh, but they had Sean Livingston who was incredible for them through that whole run oh, coming yeah. off the bench, but they never really had a guy like Jordan Poole, like Jordan Poole's coming off and, uh, not only can he attack the basket, but he, you know, he can shoot from all, all angles on the court and go off for, you know, crazy point totals and has been a starter this whole time on, on the best team in basketball. Like uh, you, you move him to the vet, the bench and you're kind of approaching the, uh, you know, kind of dominant bench uh, sort of performers that you had back when the Warriors were literally the, the, the best team of all time. 
Um, they don't have the really good kind of solid big men when they big man when they need to go that route. They had Bogut mm-hmm. back then who was really good for them. Hey, they um, could sign who, to a 10 day. He's probably still playing true. in Australia. That's true. That's true. But or you know, David Lee, bring him back. He's not really a oh rim protector, God, but David screw Lee. it. Why not? Right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, they, uh, what's his face? Uh, David West, get him back in there. Yeah. Yeah. Or Mo Spates. <laughs> Where's he Spates, at? Jeez. I don't know. Probably in the Philippines. I had to pull that one from the, the back dark sides <laughs> of my brain. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, uh, if, if, if they got clay back and sort of that's out of control, we'll, you know, Wiseman is the next piece where, you know, you, you try and filter back in maybe, uh, and maybe, maybe, maybe come playoff time, you can count on him for a few minutes per game. I, I doubt it, but you know, he, he's like a, a, a top pick, like a guy with so much potential and uh, a guy who, you know, at seven foot tall, uh, or close to it. Is he, is he technically a seven? I think he's, te- he, like I think they might have him at six eleven, but I'm yeah, sure you yeah. could find places that have him seven foot. Yeah. Right. But like, a, a, you know, a guy with, with, with good size who, you know, you, you mentioned you, you love, you know, your big guys who can run the floor and do, do things. That's exactly what they need. He's just still so, so raw and does not understand the warrior system at all. Uh, but you know, uh, they're, they're kind of sneaking sneakily when clay comes back approaching, looking like, the most complete team you can have, which is crazy to think that, uh, you know, that's true given uh, kind of how, how much of a cliff they fell off uh, after Kevin Durant left. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're right back up there and, you know, clay kind of symbolizes that, you know, everything coming back together and the Warriors back at the top of the top of the league. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I'm really, like I said, I'm, I'm not quite there on the bag bandwagon, but it is coming right for us, man. It's, we, yeah. we got to either jump out of the way or we got to, you know, get our feet under us and, you know, jump on because, uh, you know, it, it's, it's coming fast. And if, if plays return looks anything as positive as Kyrie's, then uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'd be scared if I was anyone in the league, like I 100%. said, I would not want to play the Warriors. They're probably the last team I'd want to play. Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah. we've seen what they can do and it's all time. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, yeah, hopefully Wiseman, you know, he, he'll recover soon as well. He'll be able to come back and he'll be able to put some minutes in. Uh, Cause they don't need him to do that much. They just no. need a big guy every once in a just, while. Just run the floor, him. block shots. And again, he's, he's like a, like he could be like a, a big game changing guy for them. Uh, yeah. But right now they, they, they don't need him. It's kind of similar with the, the Raptors landing Scotty Barnes. I mean, it's, yeah, a, it's yeah, the same exactly. thing. He's a, he's a surplus player for them, but at a position that they don't have a lot of depth at. Uh, yeah. I mean, if, if, yeah, if he can just run the floor, play some good rim protecting, I mean, he's definitely uh, got some better minutes than uh, Kevon Looney's going to produce for them. And yeah. likely they'll probably end up running Draymond Green at the five, Iggy at the four or something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they'll, yeah. they'll put some weird lineups out there to close up games. Uh, but to move on, uh, you know, uh, the, there's no doubt that, you know, we have the best takes in basketball. That's why you're all here. That's why you listen to us. I mean, uh, yes. we're, we're two great minds. Uh, but we might've been a little bit overzealous on, uh, calling out or maybe, Hey, you know what? Uh, I'd love to know uh, any Rockets players listening to this, uh, you know, give us a shout out Christian? or just send us a DM. We won't leak it or anything. Uh, wink. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we want to know cause, uh, you know, we, we, we talked about, you know, Jalen green, not playing well, Christian Wood and Kevin Porter jr. Are, you know, being suspended. Kevin Porter jr. Really acting out. It wasn't a good look for the Rockets. Uh, everything kind of spiraling out of control. After the one-game suspension, Kevin Porter Jr. doesn't have a great shooting night. Almost triple doubles, though, uh, for the second time in his career. And he hits the buzzer yep. beater to win. Jalen Green had over 20. Christian Wood double-doubled with uh, over 20 as well. I mean, the Rockets look strong. 
Uh, yeah. it, it, I mean, it was against the Wizards, who they're they're kind of a litmus test, you know, to how how you can provide uh, you know offense against adversity because yeah. you know, they're they're a tough team. They're not going to be an easy loss uh, whenever you play them, and yeah. uh, it was on the road. So I mean, you gotta you gotta look at this that this win as pretty legit for the Rockets. Uh, obviously, it came to the buzzer. Um, but yeah. you, you got to be happy for Kevin Porter Jr. to be able to kind of bounce back and, you know, hopefully still have a, a home here in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that the reason they all were kind of inspired and, and went out and got this win was that, you know, they kind of had the conversation with the coaches that they had the spat with and, you know, kind of buried the hatchet a little bit and, and mm. went out and, and played hard. I hope that's what it was. Cause I hope it's not a like, kind of you know stick it to the coaches uh you know when you when you get out there and, and play well and say see like like and you know have have more yeah uh more sort of reasons in your own mind to not listen to them so hopefully this is kind of the right uh you know good thing to happen but that was a hell of a shot by by kevin porter at the end and made it right at the buzzer uh a little bit of a, a sidestep three Kristen wood had some big shots and and you're right jalen green actually had a decently efficient night you know not great but 22 points, six assists or six rebounds, pardon me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the Washington's kind of been floundering lately. They're not, uh, they haven't been as good as they were earlier on, but they're still a, a good NBA team that you expect would beat the Rockets. So, uh, yeah, they're, see, I, I told you we're, we're, we're bulletin board material. Like when they, when these players, uh, when these teams, all of them clearly listen to us, uh, on a weekly 100%. basis, when they hear, when they hear what we say, uh, they, they want to go and prove us wrong. So, um, you know, it's, it's another, it's another instance of that. And, you know, good for them. Good for them. Uh, any, any win this year, year that Houston gets any good moment, I'm going to give them props because uh, you know, it, it's going to be rough for a while when they're in Houston, to be honest. And shout out Eric, Eric Gordon, still contributing 19 still, points, still, doing, still his doing his thing. Must be miserable down there for him, honestly, <laughs> yeah. uh, get him out of there. Hopefully he's playing well just to, you know, to sort of wave the carrot in front of some contenders to, to, to trade for him. Cause I think he could really help someone, but uh, yeah. Good, good, good for the Rockets. And, and sorry about, uh, you know, what I, I feel sorry for Washington fans because they had such a hot start to the season, mm-hmm. but you know, if you lose to the Rockets, especially on a buzzer beater, that's gotta be a, a gut punch, man. That's yeah. gotta be yeah. tough. Especially Garrison Matthews. Now, uh, his, the star that was, uh, that made Westbrook <laughs> look good uh, when he was with the wizards. Now yeah. with, uh, the, the Rockets, he probably he dropped right. five on them. Dang. Uh, <laughs> couldn't be me, man. Uh, yeah. but, uh, I think we'd also be a mess because again, this was a pretty t- like controversial topic uh, that came up uh, on the Twitter verse. Uh, the call, I mean, LeBron James even chimed in. I mean, that's kind of you know that lets you know things are getting serious and uh, nothing's yeah. happened yet. And uh, the networks, nobody's commented on it. Uh, but the Wizards broadcast team, uh, the the one, the, and I think a long time play by play commentator uh set, makes a comment uh when kevin porter jr they're reviewing the uh the highlight of him hitting the the shot i believe there's four tenths of a second left uh yeah. so they had time to kind of go over the oh yeah replay. it wasn't technically a buzzer beater the buzzer went off but then they put time clock about yeah yeah, yeah. and they and, and he makes a comment he makes a remark saying uh kevin porter jr knows how to pull the trigger just like his dad and if for those who don't know, um, Kevin Porter Jr.'s father, Kevin Porter Sr., uh, was uh, charged with manslaughter, uh, the shooting of a 14-year-old girl. Um, but it, it turned out that it was actually uh, a, a misfiring. So he served his time, I believe it was three or four years in prison, uh, and then yeah. was shot to death in a, in a bar fight that he was trying to break up an altercation in, uh, in their hometown of Seattle, I believe it was. Uh, so yeah. a tragic, tragic story. 
So for the commentator to make that remark about him pulling the trigger, just like his dad is completely out of line, an absolute, like that's, that's just, I, I, it's not even a low blow. That's just disgusting. Um, He did come out after he made an official statement. The, the, I, I, pardon me for not remembering the guy's name, but again, he might not have a job soon. So, I mean, uh, me and Jordan will be hitting LinkedIn to try and uh, (laughs) try and scoop that one. Uh, But he, you know, he said that, and this is kind of people speculated. uh, He said that he thought he was under the impression that Kevin Porter jr's father was uh, Kevin Porter, who used to play for the wizards in the seventies. I mean, as much as I would love to believe that, uh, sports media professionals and sports journalists usually know their stuff. They don't just have yeah. hunches, uh, especially if it's somebody, you know, being related to a professional athlete. I mean, people know when, uh, you know, somebody's cousin, some guy who plays D3 soccer, his cousin's, uh, I, I, you know, Lionel Messi or something. Who knows? Yeah. People know that. Uh, I, I feel like in this case, a guy who's a first-round draft pick, some point in his uh, his time since he's been in the league in the past two two and a half years, someone would have been like, "Oh yeah, his dad, the former NBA player." It yeah, never came exactly. up, and then it's been yeah. publicized and talked about, and there's been reports about uh, his father's story and you know, how yeah. that all went down. So, as much as I would love to believe that, and maybe it was just a, a lapse in mental capacities there with him, but yeah. yeah, what a fuck up on his part, man. No, no other words. No, I'm not going to mince the words on that. That was a big time fuck up. And that was not, not, not cool. Not, no place for that in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's tough. Cause I do believe that it was some, some sort of like mental lapse. Like, cause I think that would just be like, that would be almost like too unbelievable. Obviously there were, yeah. there, there are people out there who, you know, are, you know, trash and, and would kind of go that far and try and make a joke out of it. But I, I I just, I think that's almost too crazy for me to even comprehend. So I think it was a mental loss, but you still got to take some responsibility for it because it's true. Like, especially with, with a guy who who has that sort of backstory um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, a a guy who you're exactly right. Like how, if he was Kevin Porter's son, uh, like the NBA player, like you would have heard more about it and it's on you to kind of do your research. And so you don't make those like crazy insensitive and uh, like unbelievably, um, you know, bad remarks. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it doesn't look like you've done it. So you still should take responsibility for it. But at the same time, I, I do think he, he didn't like mean to do it. So, uh, you know, I don't know what the course of action will be, but like, that's, that's a, a major fuck up that you, you, you might lose your job over. And, and that's just, yeah. That's just the way it goes. Even if it was kind of, you know, uh, quote unquote, an honest mistake, you got to do better than that. And uh, you know, I, it's just, it's, I'm glad to see, you know, a lot of people kind of jumping to his defense and, you know, especially like, you know, LeBron, someone with as big of a platform as him and other people on Twitter um, because, you know, it's uh, we got to put a stop to it. Like there's been other crazy, crazy kind of like old, announcers like there was that one sacramento announcer that demarcus cousins like beefed with uh for saying something that oh uh, yeah i think was uh either kind of blatantly was or was perceived by a bunch of people to to be racist i'm not sure exactly what it was but there's 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 still people in the league kind of like this old guard of um you know kind of announcers and people and you know when when they sort of show their true colors or whatever or you know do these kind of things that that uh you know should not be going on and especially in the modern game it's you know people you know twitter is a good platform especially to sort of call it out and make it make it known and um so you know i i was really uh, encouraged to see a bunch of people kind of 
coming to his defense and calling it out. Um, and it, it is just a, uh, just a bad situation all around. And um, yeah. yeah, like I said, I, I think he's just got to take, take, take the responsibility for it, even if it was a mistake, because that, that can, that can really, uh, you know, do a lot of damage uh, to make a mistake like that. And, and it's on yeah. you if you, if you do make that mistake. So just a shitty situation all around. Yeah. He, he said that in the apology, I think as well, that he reached out to, yeah, to, and to KPJ to, and made yeah. the apology to him as a family. So, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's probably going to be up to, to Porter Jr. to make the call. I think yeah. that's probably how they're going to feel. Um, so we'll, we'll see if any further action gets taken, but I mean, in my books, I mean, at the, it, 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 in this day and age, I mean, it's up there with, uh, Cassianos homering the left field, uh, for anybody yeah. who knows that reference. I mean, uh, that, that, that was an all timer, uh, yeah, yeah. ridiculousness. Um, but, uh, to end off here, we're going to get into our drama talk. Ooh, gossip. Uh, yeah. and of course it's NBA drama. E-talk. WA drama. So yeah, of course it's going to be freaking Tristan Kardashian. Of course he's got, he can't keep his, he can't keep his nose out of anyone's business and he can't keep his dick in his pants. Uh, another baby mama. It's not Khloe Kardashian though. Again, uh, he posts a big dramatic Instagram story. Oh, I'm so, uh, he's like, the paternity test came back and it seems that I'm the father. It's like, Oh, interesting. You, you didn't want to go on Maury to find out or anything. That's cool. Tristan. Um, but I mean, he, he, you know, he owns up to it, I guess, once it's finally, like, there's definite proof, like, after denying, denying, denying. Yeah, I know, uh, I know. And then now we're here where he's just like, Chloe, I'm so sorry, you don't deserve this. But it's like, man, at, there's a point where it's like, you know, the shame on, fool me once, shame on, shame on me. Fool me twice, or the other <laughs> way around, whatever the hell it is. But Chloe Kardashian, I don't know what the hell you're doing at this point. Like, he, how many times he got to do this to you? I don't know. I, I know. I, I feel a menace. He, he is a menace. I, I, I'm going to say it here. I really don't like Tristan Thompson. I think he's no. like a corny fucking loser who uh, <laughs> just, even like before all this happened anyway, but like, yeah, I, I feel bad for Chloe. I uh, feel bad for, for all the Kardashians, you know, uh, as much as I can. But uh, yeah, the, the, it was so dramatic that the Instagram story, someone on Twitter said it, it was like the beginning of star Wars. Like when they roll, like, like yeah. the <laughs> going up, like the, the, setting the exposition for the story like why do you have to i don't understand why you had to do like apologize to chloe quote unquote like in like a random like text sort of on screen that everyone can see that everyone saw yeah it's so stupid um and yeah no none of us believe your apologies at this point man like it's it's so stupid he's like a serial fucking adulterer and uh yeah i don't know i I don't know i don't know what to do and it, it pains me though too that's why it like it makes me mad that I don't like him because he's Canadian and I want to root for my Canadian guys, but he's uh, he's a doesn't, classic uh, du- douchey Toronto man. Does, like, doesn't uh, give you a lot of reasons to, to like him. No, 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 for sure. <laughs> it doesn't help, uh, man. And uh, yeah, it's great. But okay, I, I, I'm, I'm active on TikTok. I don't know if you know, I'm, I'm a young, uh, uh, what's his face? Josh Giddy over here. Mm, but nice. uh, he, uh, someone posted the sort of response that the baby mama in question like the the woman who's revealed she was pregnant with his kid she she posted like a story on something and said uh like was like angry about stuff tristan did like how he handled this whole thing or whatever but she also (laughs) said something like and and why aren't you telling the truth why why aren't you going to tell them that drake slept with kylie last year and and won't tell (laughs) travis and i was like what so yeah that's that's more kind of interesting news uh no i have no way to verify it but uh and drake slept with kim kardashian 
Crazy. Well, exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the Kylie thing. Wow. If, if that's true. And uh, the my, quote, my on, world shattered. Quote, Travis doesn't know. <laughs> your astro world is, is shattered, Matt, man. That's that that's that's a bombshell. So we'll, we'll see if that's true. I'll ask Drake, though, the next time he's in the shop, I'll be true. like, hey, tell me every Kardashian you've slept with. Yeah. Listed by name. Start waiting yeah. with uh, starting with uh, Chris. I bet he got Chris. I bet he got Chris at some point. That I, uh, hey, who hasn't? uh but but to move on uh uh, more nba drama a little bit more directly nba uh i hope you guys like that hot gossip but i mean uh tyler hero and yusuf nurkic uh putting up their dukes uh yusuf nurkic kind of doing the what do the five fingers say to the face giving uh, a bit of a slap after you know they were kind of a hard screen tyler hero pushes them from behind it wasn't from behind and that's so funny is that a heat player went and pushed someone from behind because they uh, apparently think that's very dirty. Remember? Oh yeah. Well, so, and, uh, and, and the funniest part hilarious. is literally today, I don't know if you've seen this uh, cause I know you were, you were, you were away uh, doing some, get, getting the grind going. Uh, Markeith Morris, cause people have been clowning him on Twitter. Like he's still out from that, yeah. that Jokic hit. And he goes, Oh, I'm like, it's a real spinal injury. You ever had a 300 pound sloppy white boy come and hit you from behind right into your back? Like he, there's the beef still on. The beef is still on. The Jokic oh, brothers are going to reactivate that Twitter account. Wait, but it's so funny too, that, uh, it was a uh, hero, like another heat player on Nurkic, another, uh, uh, I don't think Nurkic is from, uh, Bosnian. Yeah. Bosnian. So neighboring, uh, in the same region, former Yugoslavia, you know, we're, we're, we're going to get a, we're going to get a group together, like all of Yugoslavia versus the <laughs> Miami heat. And it's going to yeah. be crazy, man. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's so funny. I love that the beef lives on. And I, it, it was such a funny fight too, because obviously Tyler hero wants nothing to do with seven foot tall, uh, probably got, I don't know how many pounds Nurkic has on him, but yeah. it was really funny to, to watch him still go. He, he waited, he waited, he did the classic wait until he was being held back and yeah. then he went for him um so yeah that was another mini version uh but yeah the, the heat versus the the uh eastern europeans that's that's my favorite feud of this season so far man it's great yeah i'm telling you i told you before the podcast nurkish didn't want the smoke if he probably saw tyler hero's boxing video uh he'd be shook man <laughs> that guy looked like a beast uh looked like oh, a young man. jake paul oh it's probably like the same age i don't know jake paul could be like 40 i wouldn't even know i don't care yeah i, I uh, don't know I, is he our age i feel like he, wait i need to look this up i need to know I have no clue. I mean, yeah, he's making money, making more he's money than me, ball. at least right now. Not by much, but a little bit more. Um, but oh my I mean, god, I, Matt, he's born in my, he's my, he's born in 1997. Okay, he's so I got one year to start making millions of dollars boxing uh, UFC guys. Got <laughs> um, I got time. What can happen? Me versus Tyler Hero. I'll put the challenge out there. That'd be a good fight. I, I would love Maybe to see. It. I would. Donnie love Brook. To Great oh, Donnie man. Brook um but uh to, to move on uh we we hope you guys like the little bit of drama we're putting in there uh just something different gotta keep it fresh gotta keep it clean uh yep. but again everybody thank you so much for for listening to big dog ball talk once again uh things are going well you guys keep uh showing so much support uh and if you can just keep passing it on to friends family whoever uh on, on social media uh, it, it always goes a long way we want your, we, we want to be oh, yeah. of your grandparents please they'd probably love it don't even uh, ask. Just throw the headphones on. They're going to love it. Facts. I, I, know, I know my grandparents love it, so I'm sure yours would too. Yep. Uh, yep. So it's, uh, yeah, d- again, yeah, the, the support uh, has been awesome. Uh, just keep yeah, shouting us out when you uh, when you get the chance. Uh, rate us five stars, Spotify and Apple, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep bringing all the classics to you every single Monday and Friday. 
and, and again, follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk, especially on Twitter. Uh, that's where we're we're definitely the most active right now. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we're we're always putting uh, the newest content, hottest content we can out there. And again, you got to see Jordan's disgusting bunny phone. Uh, yeah, which, is, which is on our Twitter. So you got you got to go take a look over there. Uh, but but again, thank you everybody so much for listening to Big Dog Ball Talk. I've been Matt Icorn with Jordan Flegel, and as my friend Jordan always said, drink your water. I don't know if I've said this one before, but you you have to drink water, especially in Easter times. People are getting sick. Uh, not you know not that it can prevent. I'm not one of those people uh, like other certain people in my family. I won't get into it and say. You know, you, you, you just have ginger and garlic. Uh, you know, you'll be fine. That's all you need against. You COVID. do like That's your ginger. I, I do like my ginger. But you stay hydrated and you know, keep your immune system going. Flushes things out. You got to drink your water. How much water do you drink today? Um, well, I probably don't drink enough. I mean, I, I won't lie. I, I, I drink like a half a bottle of eggnog today with, with, with rum in it, for, oh, for, for the record. Just uh, hey, I'm, the holiday season's still on for me, man. I'm not ready to give say, it up. It's too late for, too late for eggnog. There was a, I had a bottle, man, so I cracked it open yesterday, drank half, drank the other half today. It's like a bottle of wine. It's okay. Yeah, the, the, that, that's going to take away, I think, from the water content Same of the body. So you don't have to, you're, man, you're going to have to drink a lot, a lot of water tonight. Just, just do it because I don't want to see I don't want to see you get sick. Uh, you you, you got to drink that water, man. And yeah, well, to balance yeah. it out, I need my liqueur. Uh, I'll, I'll Irish up my yeah, coffee some... tomorrow. I won't tell anyone if you don't. No, man, just put some Bailey's in your water. Okay, it's delicious. I've tried it before. Ooh. Big cup of water, a little bit of Bailey's. Bailey's. Okay, I'll, I'll meet yeah. you in the middle here, man. Bailey's.